All right, this evening we invite you to the book of James, chapter 1. James, chapter 1. We're going to once again begin reading with verse 19, and we'll read to the end of the chapter. James 1, beginning with verse number 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any among you seem to be religious, and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word tonight. As we continue on tonight, uh, we want to continue with that of our study here in James. Uh, and the focus verses that we'll be looking at uh, tonight are verses 22 through 25. Now, before we uh, view those verses, we would just uh, very quickly uh, remind you of what James uh, wrote in verses 19, 20, and 21. Uh, James, uh, in those verses, uh, writing to the beloved, he called upon them to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Uh, and we said the focus here was uh, with regards to that of the Word of God. Uh, and then in verse 21, he said, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted Word which is able uh, to save your souls. So uh, in those verses, the primary focus was upon that of the Word of Truth, and that of our response to the word of truth. Uh, and uh, we were called upon to be quick or to be prompt in that of uh, hearing that of the word of God. Now, in the section that we're going to be considering tonight, the focus is still upon that of uh, the Word of God. But rather than that of hearing, it is upon that of doing. That of doing. 
beginning with verse 22, James writes, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Note right off here in the beginning of the verses here that we have that of a but. James begins right off with that of a contrasting uh, conjunction. And, of course, it's always always that question, what is uh, being contrasted? And, of course, the contrast is uh, very clear. James puts it right out there in front front of us, uh, there uh, in verse number 22. He says, but be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. So the contrast is between that of uh, doing and that of hearing. Now, James in writing this, he's not saying that it's not important for us to obey that of his command that he gave earlier to be quick or to be prompt in hearing the word of God. But his point being is, is that there's something else that also needs to come along with that. And that is the doing of the Word of God. The doing of the Word of God. What James here is telling the believers here is, is that we need to put in to practice what we receive by faith that of the hearing of the Word of God, and we receive it by faith, we mix it with faith, uh, we are to then make it practical. We are to then practice what is contained in that Word that we have received and we have uh, uh, placed faith. We received it by that of faith. He says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own selves. Now, here James calls upon the brethren to act upon the word of God. Uh, And he warns them of being deceived or misled. Now, misled in what way? Misled into thinking that only hearing the Word of God is sufficient. Misled in thinking that only hearing the Word of God is sufficient. You know, there's a lot of people who they they attend that of services, uh, church services, but that's the end of it. They feel like if they have uh, assembled together without that of the church, and they've set an hour hearing that of the preacher preach, that that's all that needs uh, to happen. But that's not the case. There is a human element in that of sanctification. There is a human element in that of sanctification. We spoke about salvation in that of its three tenses uh, uh, this morning. That of the past tense, 
we've been delivered from that of sin's penalty. Then there's the present tense. We're being saved. We're being delivered from that of sin's power. And then that of the future tense where that will be delivered completely from that of the presence of sin. Well, we're, as the children of God, we're right in that middle tense, present tense. If we've been delivered from sin's penalty, then we're in that, that of the process of being delivered from that of sin's power. And the means that is used uh, 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 to, to bring this about is that of, of course, the Word of God and the Spirit of God taking that Word of God and applying it to that of our lives. And the result of that is, is that there is a human element. There is that of, that of the human element being that of the individual doing. Doing that of what the Word of God tells them uh, to do. There's action. There's action based upon uh, that of uh, the teaching of the Word of God, that of the commands uh, are given uh, in that of the Word of God. So, James here, he wants us to understand that we need to be doers and not just hearers only, deceiving, deceiving our Maybe doers of the word not here is only deceiving your own selves. Now, the word deceive there, the idea is that of being misled. You know, this takes us all the way back to that of the book of Genesis. There in the garden, we're told that. Eve was deceived. She was in the transgression, but she was deceived. How was she deceived? It was by that of the devil casting doubt upon that of the Word of God. Now we can think about that and we can understand why, perhaps even more so than why that James said, be be swift, be prompt to hear that of the Word of God. Uh, the idea there of being ready, being diligent in that of hearing the, that of the Word of God. Lest we be like uh, that of Eve and be deceived. Not only being good hearers of the Word of God, but also that of doers or to just hear the Word of God and not do it, is to be deceived. In verse 23 and 24, James writes, For if any be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. James here, once again, is going to give us a reason. Note we have that little word for, that word for. Always 
gives us gives out a note that we're going to have a reason. Why should we be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves? For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding the natural face in a glass. Now, what is what is James here setting before us? Well, he's setting here before us out of an example. He speaks of that of a man beholding his face in a glass. Now, the idea here is, in that of the glass, is that of like that of a mirror, as we would uh, behold our face in that of a mirror. He says, the one who is only a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, he's like that of a man who beholds himself in that of a mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. In other words, he looks into that of the looking glass. He looks into that of the mirror. And the implication here from that of the word forget is, is that this is something that he, uh, he does, does and his leaving without doing anything is deliberate on his part. In other words, he looks in the mirror, he sees what the mirror reveals, and even though the picture is not perhaps a very pretty picture, he does absolutely nothing. And we all know that when we get up in the morning, and we go into that of the bathroom and we look into the mirror, if we are honest, there are some things that are not looking the best in the world. There are some changes that need uh, to be taken care of. And if we just deliberately forget in other words, we just, oh, okay, and we turn around and leave, then, beloved, we're not helping ourselves at all. We're not helping ourselves at all. That mirror didn't do anything uh, uh, for us. As you probably already know, James here, he's using that of a mirror as an example and it points back to that of the Word of God. If we come to the Word of God like we would come to that of a mirror and we look into that mirror and we look into that of the Word of God and it reveals and we do nothing then the mirror or that of the Word of God hasn't helped us. It hasn't helped us. It hasn't helped us one bit. For if any be, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. 
for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Again, we have that of a but, like we had back up in verse 22. It is that of a but of contrast. And the but of contrast here is between that of the man who comes to that of the looking glass, beholds himself, and then he leaves. And that of the one who looks into the mirror glass, but he doesn't just leave. As he looks into the mirror, he sees that there are things that needs to be taken care of. His hair combed. His face washed. You ladies, probably a little bit, you all probably got a little bit more things to do. I don't know. <laughs> Not that that has any meaning in and of itself. <laughs> you all just got different things that you do. A lot more. <laughs> we men, we just wash our face and go on. <laughs> uh, we don't beautify. <laughs> it doesn't help us anyway. But he says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the, the example kind of changes here from that of a mirror, but the same ideal is, is here. The looking is into that of the perfect law of liberty. The perfect law of liberty. Liberty. This law that James speaks of is perfect. It is perfect. There is absolutely nothing, nothing wrong with this law. It is perfect. It tells everything the way it is. Of course, the law. Normally, people think of that of the Ten Commandments, or perhaps that of the law, as we think of as that of the law of Moses. But in the New Testament, the word law can simply have reference to that of the word, the word. Now we've had the word of truth. We've had the implanted word. We've had the word word here in these verses. And now we have law. Law. The perfect law of liberty. Liberty. Of that of freedom. Now, 
What do you suppose that James here is getting at when he says a perfect law of liberty, that of freedom? In what way does the law give liberty? In what way does the word the word of God give us liberty? What does it give us liberty with regards to? Doesn't the law point us to that of the right way? Does it not point us in that of the right direction, that of the that, that of the way of righteousness? Isn't it through that of the word of God, through uh, that of the gospel, that we find that of freedom? Freedom from not only sin's penalty, but that of sin itself. Because it points out that of sin. It points out that of sin in our lives whereby that we can turn from it and by God's grace be delivered from it. And likewise, going back to that of the example of the mirror, the mirror, it clearly reveals what is in front of it. It reveals what needs to be changed. The law of God, the Word of God, it reveals to us, beloved, that which needs to be changed. But some, they come to the Word of God and what needs to be changed is revealed, but they don't do anything. That's the one who is a hearer only but and does nothing. Which is what James here is warning against. It's by the Word of God that we're set apart unto God. Whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the word looketh there, I believe, is that of a participle. And the ideal here is, is not looking just once, but doing it over and over and over. Just like we would do when we would uh, get up each morning and go in and look in the mirror. We do it each morning to be able to find out what we need to straighten up. Beloved, that's what we need to do with the Word of God. Whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth, continueth therein. That is, abides therein. Perseveres therein. It's not merely just a glance, but it's a beholding oneself in that of the mirror, in that perfect law of liberty. Whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. Now, we had the same word back up in the verse prior to us. For he beholdeth himself and goes his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. The idea is, is this man, he deliberately 
looks in the mirror and then just goes on his way. Well, it has the same idea here, only in a different way. In our text, whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not, not a forgetful hearer. In other words, he's not one that deliberately deliberately is one that doesn't listen to the Word of God and do something about it. No. He is one who is a man that is prompt in the hearing of the Word of God. He's one that is a doer of the work. A doer of the work. In other words, when he looks into the mirror, the mirror of God's Word, and he sees the changes that need to be made. He acts, is the ideal here. He acts and does the work that is necessary. Now, the holiness people, they kind of go to the extreme. Baptists seem to go the opposite way. Seems like holiness is all about working, all about works. Baptists they kind of shy away from works. Yes, we can only make the changes, beloved, as we hear the word of God and the Spirit of God works in us and gives us the grace to do so. I realize that. But I think of that passage over in the book of Philippians where the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. He said, Call upon them to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. But he didn't stop there, for he goes on to say, For it is God who worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. To will. He works in you to will. To will and to do His good pleasure. <coughs> Sanctification is of the Lord and it's by Him working in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. He works in us where that we have a will, a desire to do that of His will. To do those things in His Word which are revealed unto us. And to do that which is pleasing in His sight. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Or in his act. Blessed. Favored. Graced. By God.
verses 26 and 27, James goes on, and we're not look at these verses tonight, but let me go ahead and read them. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. We'll pick up with those verses Lord willing next Sunday. But as we think of what James has told us here tonight, we need to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. We need to come to the Word of God. We need to be prompt and ready to hear the Word of God. And then not just hear the Word of God, but Alright. Let's stand and we'll have a close opinion.
Father, all these things we ask of you. 